May I speak to the glory of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. If you are asked to name an apostle, or even to name your favourite apostle, I wonder who you would choose. Maybe Peter, because you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, said Jesus. Maybe Paul, because of his conversion experience and turning his life around so dramatically. Maybe Thomas, because we can relate with having doubts about things. Maybe Mary Magdalene, because she was the first witness to the, God, to the resurrection and a woman. And given the title sometimes of Apostle to the Apostles although she isn't recognised officially by the church as being an apostle. Of course, if you are a member of a different denomination to the Church of England, you might have a name a current or past church leader who had been given the title of apostle. Some of the African churches, for example, give the apostle as a title, or the Catholic Apostolic Church in the 19th century, appointed 12 apostles, effectively bishops, to lead the church. But today we celebrate St. Bartholomew. It has long been assumed that Bartholomew is the same person as Nathaniel, though it is not a certainty. The Gospels speak of Philip bringing Nathaniel to Jesus, who calls him an Israelite, worthy of the name. He is also present beside the Sea of Galilee at the resurrection. Although he seems initially somewhat cynical, he recognises Jesus for who he is and proclaims him as Son of God and King of Israel. Bartholomew probably isn't an apostle we'd name immediately as our favourite or the first one we think of. Tradition has Bartholomew going on missionary tour to India, leaving behind the Gospel of Matthew. Tradition also has him serving as a missionary in Ethiopia, Mesopotamia, Parthia and other places. A bit like in the Acts of the Apostles with the, um, with the Pentecost reading really, the places he went to. Tradition has him going to Greater Armenia too, and in fact the Armenian Orthodox Church recognises Bartholomew along with Thaddeus as its founder, the person who brought the Christian faith to that place. All of the apostles of course went out and founded churches in different countries. They went out following Jesus' instruction, preached the gospel, taught helped people come to faith and baptised them. Often they would go off from one place to another, as we hear so much about Paul doing during his missionary journeys in the epistles. In our reading from Acts of the Apostles, the account of the early church, we hear that before the apostles had all headed off to different places, there were signs and wonders being done where they were. People were being healed. People were coming to faith. More than ever we hear 
believers were being added. Great numbers of men and women being baptised, becoming followers of Jesus, becoming Christians. Through the ministry of the apostles, so many people came to know Jesus, were baptised, had their lives transformed. The apostles weren't perfect. We hear in today's gospel reading, the thought of power had started to go to their heads. They were arguing who was the most important. And so Jesus put them down, telling them, be servants, not lords. The apostles took this teaching into their lives, into their ministry as they went out. Servants of the people after the example of Jesus. They went out. They proclaimed the gospel. They helped people come to faith. They baptised new believers. And so the church grew. As the church grew, some Christians in the places they had visited and founded churches were selected and received the laying on of hands. Ordination as we now know it, given that commission to be pastors of the various parts of the flock. We see a precedent for this, of course, straight after Jesus' resurrection. Matthias is selected to replace Judas Iscariot as one of the twelve, and he is commissioned for that role. This apostolic ministry, literally this ministry of being sent out, was entrusted by Jesus to the twelve. And by the laying on of hands, they passed this ministry on to other people, on to an increasing number of people, Paul included, as the church continued to grow in different places. The Church of England understands itself to be in the apostolic succession. In other words, this succession of deacons, priests and bishops in the Church of England is linked directly back to the apostles in one unbroken line. My ordination as deacon by Bishop Roy Screech, my ordination as priest by Bishop Tim Thornton is linked back back to the apostles through the bishops. An unbroken line, even at the Reformation, holy orders continued to be passed on. If you try to work it all out, it ends up like this big complicated family tree with lines going left, right and everywhere. Sometimes with other bishops being added into the succession to add an extra line in as after the end of the 19th century, the Pope declaring Anglican orders were null and void, then Anglican ordinations included an old Catholic bishop whose orders were recognised as bringing some extra bits in just in case. If you start looking at wandering bishops, it gets even more confusing with them trying to add as many lines of orders as possible. But I digress, and I'll digress about that for ages over a cup of tea if anyone ever wants to. But this apostolic ministry, this ministry of being sent out, going from the apostles around 2,000 years onwards, has come to us here and now. 
in other words, the ministry of Bartholomew and the other apostles. That ministry of going out is passed on to us. It's not just for the clergy to go out. It's something that must be a focus for each and every one of us. Because as a church, we need to be outward looking. We need to be outward focused. We need to be missional. We need to be a church that wants to bring other people into a closer relationship with Jesus. Not just wanting bums on seats. Not just wanting more money in the collection, although both of those things are important. But bringing more people to know Jesus more. That is a call to each one of us. And so a call to look at how we live our lives. Are we like the apostles in the gospel reading? Battling to be the most important, the most influential, the most wealthy. Where the whole focus of life is inward gratification. With all this involved this then in how resources, money and skills are used. On the other hand, have we had our lives transformed through knowing Jesus? Transformed into a life which is outward looking, which is a life of service, a life of giving, a life of drawing other people into knowing Jesus more and more as we see the church grow. And if that's the case, how does that in turn affect how we use our resources, our money, and our skills. So many people would like to know more about Jesus, but for whatever reason, they don't. Maybe they have never had the opportunity. Maybe on the other hand, they feel that because of something that has happened in their life, they wouldn't be welcome, that God couldn't possibly love them because of something they've done. Of course, that is not the case. We know that. But we should help other people to discover that. That Jesus cares for and wants to reach out to every single person. Our family fun day for the Northern Churches next Saturday is one example of that. Just showing love to people, showing that God loves them. Every one of them. But as a parish church, in many ways we are struggling. We're struggling with numbers. We're struggling with finances. We're struggling sometimes with enthusiasm. Is the church just a club for friends? Or is it an organisation which wants to go out and bring people to faith? And if we want to go out in this apostolic mission, as Jesus calls us to do, how can we make adequate provisions to enable that to happen? Let us go out. Let us proclaim the gospel. Let us show people that God loves them. And pray that, like in the Acts of the Apostles, like in the life of the early church, a multitude of people come to believe and are baptised. And so we see the church grow. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.